I'm sitting on a bench in the forest. It's uh, still relatively early in the morning. It's about 9.30. And it's so quiet. I feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. I'm wearing my walking attire, my walking boots, my hat against the sun. Some new glasses, sunglasses that go over my regular glasses and protect me a bit from uh, the ultraviolet radiation that, according to science, is very harmful uh, to your eyes. didn't know that. I read an article about it uh, the other day because um, I never thought I, I needed sunglasses, being Chinese and all. <laughs> my eyes are not that big. And so I figured uh, I'd be, I'd have this natural protection against the sun, but it uh, turns out the effects of uh, UV are only um, causing problems at a later age, can cause cataract and other problems. And I've got my backpack here on my left. I'm just gonna drink a bit. I need to say hydrated. Really feels like the days that I was walking in Spain. Mm. Really nice. Some soda that I mixed with water, about half half, so it's not so sweet. And it's still fresh because it's been in the fridge all night long. I've also got some uh, uh, some some nutritious bars with hazelnuts. I'll keep those for later on. Close this up here. Put the backpack back on because it's time to start moving again. And it's really nice to be walking here for a bit of an extensive. Uh, extensive time after uh, what turned out to be a much busier week than I anticipated. Let me go to the right. I think I can walk up a small path there. There's some water here on my left. It's a creek. And everything is still uh, very spring, springtime-like. The colors are very, very nice. It's bright green of the leaves and the sun glistening on the water. It's gorgeous. It's been a busy week. I, I, I thought this was would just be um, some time off, a bit of vacation. And since I originally wanted to walk a part of the Camino, <laughs> I figured, well, I'll just stay home and uh, relax a little bit. But then the, the thing is, if you don't leave home, Climb up these these stairs. Not really stairs, but here's a train track. But there, I think there's only a train. There's some people there fishing. I think there's only a train using these tracks once or twice a day, so it's relatively safe. Ooh, I'm being surrounded by poison ivy. That's growing really fast. Like two weeks ago, there was nothing here. And uh, I bet you, and then a week from now, two weeks from now, you'd have to cover your arms to follow this path. So I'm on a bike this morning. Uh, there's a farm here on the left, but I think that road actually is a dead end. Small doggy on one of the farms here. Alerted to the sound of my voice, undoubtedly. So if you stay home, there, there is still, there's always work around you. And I didn't really mind. In, 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 in hindsight, I was glad to have some extra time to uh, dedicate to the launch of our monthly documentaries. So I had some time to work with my editor on the Star Wars uh, videos, which is a lot of work, mainly because uh, none, of the, none of the material that we're using was shot 
um, with a specific narrative in mind. I was just gathering stories, which makes it much harder to uh, to create these videos than uh, if than the way I usually work, where I have a pretty good idea uh, about the story I'm going to tell, like the general outline that is, and. Uh, so you, you shoot less, and it makes editing also much easier. But it would be a shame not to use all that material from years and years that I've been gathering uh, concerning Star Wars. So I'm, I'm, I'm still happy that we're doing this right now. And uh, the next part of the documentary is going to be a bit more in depth. I, I wanted to highlight the personal impact of Star Wars on people's lives. Um, it's not just, I'm not going to do a documentary about special effects or about the acting, not even specifically about the story, because there are so many other uh, videos and documentaries out there that already do that very well. But what I want to do is, uh, is go kind of beyond, beyond the facade and look at the impact that this story has and the, and the values of its story because that's ultimately I think the thing that allows me to build a bridge between the world of faith and the world of popular culture it's like focusing on these positive values that we have in common and that transform people's lives so next in the next video we'll talk a bit about the dark side and the dark side in the story of Star Wars is a mirror of the dark side in ourselves and in our world so I'm going to explore that and I'll talk a little bit about the, the dark moments in my own life and how Star Wars uh, also was interwoven <laughs> with, these, with these moments. Yeah, let's look at the video to see how. So I'm going to record some voiceovers. At the same time, I'm, I'm already thinking ahead. Um, I've, uh, also this past week, since I had a bit more time, I just sat down and looked at all the commitments that we've made professionally. So the 10 episodes that we're going to produce for Dutch television and the eight episodes that we're producing for, for Tridio. Um, and I've been planning, uh, when are we going to film what? Uh, what are the deadlines, um, what's, what's the procedure, the workflow. And, uh, and it looks like everything is coming together really well. I'm super uh, excited that with this new way of working um, and uh, having the ability to, uh, to use a team to use a team of people to uh, create these productions uh, I can do a lot <laughs> I can actually do more than I even thought there will be time left uh, despite the huge amount of productions that we're gonna film well you can tell that I'm no longer in the forest There's a busy road here that leads to uh, to Amersfoort, where I live, and I have to cross this road in order to get to the uh, next forest. I see a lot of bikers this morning. There's a whole group passing me by on those uh, hybrid bikes. They're not really racing bikes. They're more bikes that you could also use in the forest, probably, or kind of rough tracks. Biking is uh, one of the most popular sports in the Netherlands. Although walking is growing uh, very quickly, as is running. But it's good to see uh, my country uh, focusing more on, on sports, on outdoor activities. definitely beat sitting in a car so I'll have time to spare uh, this year if we continue to plan these things correctly 
and uh, it's it's so good to have someone at the in the for the last um, phase of a production. So to to be able to uh, to have an editor who makes sure that things get delivered in time is a massive uh, luxury, <laughs> but it's also something that I personally needed very much because that's always the phase that would uh, hold me back and I'd miss those deadlines and I'm genuinely excited about the quality of work that this editor is, uh, is, is uh, delivering. Let's see if I can cross the road here. It's busy now. It's usually even busier. So they're clearly changing this uh, landscape here. It used to be a small path. But they've removed a, quite a few of the trees here on my right alongside the road. Perhaps they're going to, I don't know, create a new... Uh, cycling road or something like that but if i follow this small muddy path i will eventually end up in the in the woods again and i'm heading south today so towards the sun and in the direction of the major rivers that uh, split the netherlands in half Not that I'll get to those rivers, because that would be a very long walk. That'd probably be a, like a five or six hour walk. And I still need to go back as well. So I don't think I could walk 12 hours today. I don't think that's wise. Another thing that I've been doing um, this past week was the promotional side of uh, of pr producing material. So one thing is to create quality content. Um, and we've started that process. And I think that very soon we'll be in this flow where every week there will be new videos. And then by the end of the month, there will be another documentary ready. And that the ultimate purpose of this is, uh, is twofold. One is to establish a weekly rapport with our followers so these videos enable me to um, get the word out on a regular basis on a weekly basis and if we create good enough cliffhangers people will hopefully come back and you will establish a relationship with your with the audience so that's one aspect the second one is we build up a catalog one of the major issues that I faced in the past was that a lot of the content that I produced was serial, in a sense that it would be an endless stream of updates of podcasts, usually audio material, but it would have no beginning, no end, and it didn't have much focus. Um, and so uh, it's, it's really hard to continue to promote something that is the same every week. The contents was different, but the, the overall mix was the same. It's like you can, you can have uh, 40 different types of pizza, but you can't sell people pizza every single day. Exceptions, of course, but <laughs> most people won't eat pizza every day. No matter how much variety you offer on in the toppings. Well, that's kind of how it felt with podcasting. It's really hard to um, get your material noticed when it's just a, an ongoing stream of episodes that is branded uh, with the same title and the same artwork. With this new approach, I can build up a catalog of material and create long-term value because the documentaries that we create are relatively timeless and so people will be able to watch the for instance the one about star wars next year and those stories will still work and so it's much more of a 
the initial investment is is huge uh, it's much more laborious time intensive and expensive than creating audio but the long-term payoff hopefully if we do this well will be much greater and then over time if we do this for a couple of years we will have a big catalog of mini-series of documentaries and over time if we find more resources and get better at what we do we can create even bigger projects and that will be all our content so it's something that we can bring um, exclusively it's, uh, it, it's ours it's not something that comes and goes and disappears over time or loses its uh, its value it, I think it hopefully if the catalog is diverse enough and and good enough it will uh, continue to attract new audiences so I could tell people to go to Tridio and then they see something more akin to a Netflix environment with all sorts of productions some of them featuring me other uh, productions featuring other people sometimes it won't have a host it would just be a story and that is that is a very important uh, part of the of the strategy of of creating um, a platform that is carried by multiple hosts multiple faces so instead of just having uh, a few presenters it, it should feel like a family that's kind of my goal um, and it's going to be very exciting to work with other people as well and uh, because it will allow me for instance to focus more on the storytelling the camera work uh, um, all the kind of the productional aspects of the work which I really enjoy and I'm good at <laughs> and I can enable other people uh, to tell their story to give their their own approach to the kind of topics that we uh, that we film that we talk about there's really no one here in this forest <laughs> sun is gradually climbing up I can see the light change a little bit and uh, most of these trees are starting to bloom blossom there are white flowers on both sides of the road you also see a lot of tiny birds around this time of the year some of them are gathering material for their uh, nests and a lot of them are just singing <laughs> i'm not much of a bird watcher um, but I'm, I'm sometimes really struck by the beauty of these small birds and some of them are pretty rare you have to go out of the city in order to uh, to spot them so um, I was talking about the promotional aspect so that's that's the uh, that's the twofold strategy of uh, creating the content but then you always have to calculate the the um, uh, the, the actual promotion getting the word out reaching your audience um, which is uh, much harder than it used to be. It's easier in a certain way because the, 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 it's much faster to reach a worldwide audience than it used to be. Much easier, cheaper also. But it's also more complicated because there are so many different strategies. And uh, part of this process is figuring out which strategies work the best. Oh, there's a horse over there. I'd love to ride around. Oh, this is a horse, horse track, actually, that I'm following. That's why it's, uh, <laughs> it's, so, well, it's not muddy, but it's, there's a lot of sand. Oops. And some <laughs> fresh horse manure. You have to keep my eyes on, the, on, on where, I, where I walk. <laughs> um, the... Uh, the the trick with uh, or the, the the challenge with our YouTube video 
was um, that for YouTube to work really well, you need to have an established audience. The algorithm kicks in when enough people watch the video first and then start reacting to it and commenting. It's similar to what happens on Facebook, but Facebook makes it much easier to uh, share content. And for YouTube, there is no easy way to share something you like with other people in your YouTube's uh, circles. Um, I mean, I can like a video and then it will pop up more often over time in the right side of the screen of, of people that are watching similar videos. Okay, where am I now? This is a biking track and I can go to the left or to the right. Let's go to the right. There's actually a biking track and this is a bigger one for you know, all other traffic, including pedestrians and runners. Starting to lose my orientation. <laughs> I think the sun is behind me. Okay, so I'm walking slightly to the southwest. It's okay. I'll probably end up uh, in an area that I do recognize and where I love to walk. Uh, so the... Um, the uh, what makes it so hard for YouTube, um, for us to use YouTube effectively, is that our um, uh, current base, our YouTube base, is very small. We have around a thousand people that liked uh, the channel or followed the channel, subscribed to it. Um, but a lot of those people are not directly active. Hello. Wow, that's a, a runner in full uh, attire. I think it was a military. It's like wearing black and big backpack and uh, some uh, communication equipment on him. Hmm. There is a military base here in the area, so maybe something like that. And some regular runners as well. So the... Um, uh, when people subscribe to a channel on, on YouTube, uh, they usually have a big list. Like I have around 30, 40 channels that I follow. But I don't always look at the latest material. When you open up YouTube, you just see like a selection based on an algorithm. Oh, here's a nice path on the left. I'm going here to the left. That looks really good. I'm just winging it with this walk. <laughs> this path is a bit smaller and it's easier to the feet because it's uh, forest, uh, what is it? It's earth and some sand and it's, it's very nice to walk on. Here on the left is uh, an open field. Nothing is in bloom yet. Should be, we should have all these purple flowers uh, very soon. Oh wait, this is something different. This is a, a swamp. I think I've, I've been here before, which makes me wonder if I'm walking in the right direction. But I do recognize this swamp. It's like the marshes in Lord of the Rings. Um, the uh, So not everyone will always check out all the videos that they're, uh, of the channels that they're subscribed to. Uh, and Facebook, since it's more of a linear newsfeed, it's, uh, it's easier to get in uh, on people's screens. So uh, the dilemma that I have is I have the traction on my personal channel, Father Roderick. Um, and so the temptation is great to post the videos there. I've done that with some episodes of my daily show that I recorded, posted one on Tridio. You get like a 250 views, which is nothing. It's actually really, it's not even a blip on the radar. And I posted another video, similar video on my personal account. And that got 5K views in the span of uh, two weeks. And a lot of uh, interaction as well, a lot of uh, comments and reactions, which is always a lot of fun. And the comments, the interaction also enhances the chances that other people will see the video. I'm busy here. Also, 
people walking and walking their dogs. <laughs> He's looking at my microphone, thinking it is a treat. A little doggy. Here's a third dog. That's a Labrador. They love the water. Okay, I'm going uphill a little bit here. There's some barbed wire on my right. So it's probably to protect that area, that swampy area. Or protect us from the swampy area. Because you get wet feet if you enter there. All right, I know where I am. I'm getting close to a nature preserve, I think, with wild horses. Very cool. Um, so the, uh, the algorithm works much better once you have about 10, 10K followers, which I have on, on Father Roderick. And, uh, but I had a talk with uh, Inga about it, and she's like, well, if you do that, of course you will get more views of the, of the video. I'm talking about the Star Wars video. But it will also weaken the brand. It will not give people a, a reason to go to Tridio. And uh, my issue is that I always want to see quick results. And uh, this is a long-term strategy. And so I've, I've thought about it a little bit. And then I, I had to admit that Inga was right about this. Uh, what, I, what I should do is build up the value of, of Tridio on YouTube. Uh, trust in the timelessness of our videos and uh, just wait <laughs> patiently, which is not one of the, uh, my biggest virtues in a, in a world that is so fast and you want to have quick feedback. So um, one of the things that I'm considering implementing is creating a funnel from my personal YouTube account to Tridio by uh, summarizing my week. Uh, on a regular basis. So I could create a small video uh, in which I just talk and say, well, this week we were filming here and there. And by the way, there's a new episode of my Star Wars documentary. Show little uh, tidbits, a little uh, moments of the behind the scenes stuff and uh, the kind of the personal things that I'm doing and create a more of a vlogging-like report and then tell people, hey, if you want to see the Star Wars video, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash Media. And then uh, hopefully over time, when people see what I'm, what I'm doing, they may get more interested in uh, checking out the, uh, the actual productions as well. Plus, it creates unique value for my personal channel because I can uh, show glimpses of productions that uh, will still take months before they end up on the Tridio channel. So it can also help create anticipation and it won't um, uh, compete with, with the Tridio uh, YouTube channel, but it will hopefully strengthen it. So that's, uh, that's a learning, like a learning point, uh, something I, I thought about it and then it's good to have some extra time to reflect on these things and kind of weigh the options for Facebook also did something new um, we uh, used this is the we used boosting the post which is something you can do if you have a business page um, you, you can uh, pay a small amount and then Facebook will uh, help you get the post in the newsfeed of people with certain interests that you specify. Oh wow, I know where I am. This is a uh, nice track that goes, I've been here in the winter. I remember like a spectacular winter morning when it was hazy and the sun was shining through the mist and everything was covered in frost. And I took this picture which looked like from another planet. This was so beautiful. It was exactly here. And now it's uh, 
springtime and the place looks entirely different. I'm getting into a more of an open area here. There are fields on my left and on my right, some small hills on my right. And uh, there are the path itself is much wider. I think this is also a horse path. Um, it's brown and there is grass on both sides, a bit of grass. And I'm walking on the left side of the of the track. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's, it says that there's a little sign that says nature reserve uh, access prohibited. Because if people would walk there, you'd disturb the birds and all the species that live there. So uh, we, uh, what with Facebook, I was tr uh, trying out boosting the post, and then you can specify uh, your target audiences, which is by the, it's, that's a whole learning process for me as well. The reason that I wanted to do this is uh, also to grow the awareness of the brand of the Tridio brand. It's it's not a pay to play in a certain way. Uh, I don't really think that just looking for more likes of your pages uh, is uh, a, a good strategy but what it what we try to do is establish first contact and there is um, a organic reach of your posts and uh, of course be, being about Star Wars this first video and having so many people in this first video that have uh, either liked or shared or commented on those uh, on that first episode has helped uh, tremendously in for for the organic the first organic reach of the post so we got we uh, reached about five and a half thousand views no not views people uh, organically and not everyone has uh, more that's another runner um, not everyone will uh, will autoplay that video. Um, so it's, it's always with Facebook, you never really know how, <laughs> how good your reach is, truly is. If people just glance past it or if they watch more. I think that now for the video counts, you need to have watched more than 10 seconds, which is still not much. <laughs> uh, considering that a lot of people are watching the videos on their cell phone and usually the sound is off. So those are not, it's not comparable to the the kind of views that you would have on YouTube, but it's first contact, and uh, uh, the uh, what you hope is that people will um, go to the left here. Oh, I, I'm totally in an open field. The sky, there's not a cloud in the sky. There are two airplanes that I can see on the in the in the sky. They're leaving this, this yellow white trail, and there are a lot of runners. We're all listening to music and uh, enjoying the way there's this lovely little breeze here, which is absolutely perfect. It's not too warm, it's not too fresh, not too cold. Great place for a picnic as well. It's a bit too early for that. Oh, wait, I forgot to turn on my watch again. <laughs> I'm monitoring my walk. But I put it on pause when I was starting the recording, and I, since I was talking to you guys, I forgot to put it on. Oh well. I'm trying to uh, be a little bit more active when it comes to uh, daily walks and runs. Oh, another biker. He's got a sturdy bike, so he can go off track, literally. Whoa, two more. <laughs> So the um, uh, with the reach of, of Facebook, w what I did was uh, initially like get let's get this to two types of people, either people that are Catholic, um, because I'm well, this is a, a documentary produced by priests, so that that may catch their interest, or a Star Wars fan, or both. Um, those two parameters seem to be enough for me. Uh, then I lowered the age range a little bit uh, after the initial phase where I saw that uh, the, 
it's mostly the people in their 20s and their 30s that click on the video, that watch the video. So I got the most interaction on in a specific bracket, age bracket, so I lowered it to 55. <laughs> so I could still be in the mix. <laughs> um, so 1855. And then the, what I first did was, well, let's just pick the countries where Star Wars is a thing and where you have Catholics and uh, where uh, like the parts of the world that potentially share this popular culture that I'm tapping into with this particular production. And so I, I picked uh, North America, South America, Europe, um, Asia and New Zealand and Australia which uh, was a very broad selection. Good morning. Good morning. People are very uh, uh, kind this morning. <laughs> Oftentimes though, people won't greet you in the streets, but people that are out here in nature, they're good people. <laughs> There's a bit of shadow coming from a, a massive tree here in the middle of the fields. I don't know what tree that is. This is a, uh, I think it's, what kind of tree is this? I don't know nothing about trees. I should brush up my knowledge of nature, but it's a beautiful tree. <laughs> I think it's an oak tree. Oh, well. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, what I did was uh, I paid 10 euros for, uh, to increase the, the 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 range of the video, and I picked a time of uh, a time period of five days, because we posted the first first video, like the evening before Star Wars Day, so on the evening of of the of uh, May the third, the next video will be up in the middle of next week, on Wednesday, probably, and so I made sure that the promotion. It goes to that date and then from then on we'll start another promotion for the second video So what I did was I let it run for about a day and it generated about 1500 uh, extra views and uh, it got the The amount of, of total views of the video to about 1.5 K I think and then I went into the uh, analysis of uh, those results and I was really shocked by what I what I found I expected this to be mostly uh, effective in Europe and in North America that is where most likely the biggest audience uh, lives that could be interested in this production but the result was totally different right on top with a huge purple bar was Myanmar and then Venezuela, and then some other small countries from Asia. And then I looked at the number of extra impressions, that, or not really, views that the, uh, the uh, promoted post got in Europe and North America, and I was shocked to see it was only like two and three extra views. So I was stunned and also a bit shocked to see how weird the, st the statistics looked. And um, my first thought was, is there something wrong with this? This can't be true. With, with Myanmar, this entire production is geared towards Europe and, and, uh, and North America. I'm, <laughs> I've selected like most of the world. And then all of a sudden, like there's one country, which is not the most, let's say that, uh, likely country for or the most, the, the, the best uh, country. Let, let's go there way just follow this path um, so it's, it's not really my target audience so I decided to to change one of the thoughts that I had and I don't know I'm not an expert in, in the in these kind of things was that perhaps in Myanmar uh, there may be these click factories or you know sometimes you read about these uh, countries where they have like an, a whole industry uh, build on on liking posts and uh, influencing um, algorithms and I but I still don't understand why Facebook would target Myanmar for Star Wars and Catholicism it doesn't make sense 
So I, d I decided to remove Asia from the equation. I removed South America because the videos don't have Spanish or Portuguese uh, subtitles. Um, and to focus on North America, Europe, and Australia, New Zealand, and that's it. And then uh, it will, it will t now take uh, another day, I think, for, for the uh, algorithm to kick in. Another thing that I didn't know was that every boosted post, every video advertisement or whatever you do on Facebook is checked beforehand, manually, by a real person. And so it takes a while. They, they tell you, well, we can, you know, give a, we can green light this in 15 minutes. Well, I had to wait five, six hours. And then when I tweaked the target audience, it again went into uh, this... Uh, uh, this time of, um, uh, of uh, into another re uh, review phase. I'm not going to follow the horse track I'm going to write here. <coughs> because that horse track looks muddy. Um, of course, the downside of following this path is that I'll encounter groups of runners like the one that is approaching me right now at full speed. I actually prefer to be by myself. <laughs> When I'm recording shows, oh well. Runners from behind me, runners in front of me, chatting along happily. <laughs> I, I don't know how people find the energy to chat while they're running. <laughs> it is a sign that they're running at a good pace though, if they can chat. Well, so uh, it took another f five hours before the new, uh, the, the, the tweaked boosted post uh, went active. And so I haven't looked today. Actually, I could do that right now. I've got my phone with me. And uh, although I don't think on the phone app, there is a, uh, a pages app uh, specifically for um, administrators of uh, Facebook pages, but I don't think it shows the same amount of data about uh, uh, promote promotions that uh, the website offers you or the browser version. I can still take a look at uh, how it's doing right now. But so what I thought was going to be a, an entirely automatic um, process managed very well by Facebook, it turned out to be really a strange experience and uh, not working the way I wanted it to work. The, one of the other things that I noticed was that uh, even though we got more uh, views, there was no interaction coming from those views. So no likes, no, re no shares. And that's a sign that these are passive views. So these are, this is not the audience that you're looking for. So here we are, we've got, so we reached 10, what is it, 10,000? No, there are 13,000 people. Seven and a half were organic, seven and a half thousand were organic reach, and 5.4k uh, is uh, paid reach. And then we've got 864 clicks. I'm not sure if that's clicks on the video or clicks on the article, which is a little bit longer than what you, you see on the page right away because we also included a Dutch translation. We've got 10 comments, 37 shares, and 3.5k views. It's definitely more uh, than if we hadn't boosted a post, but it's still, it's not as much, and then we only got 63 likes. So I'm, I'm thinking this whole Facebook promotion thing is, is flattered, is, uh, is, is not really as ideal as they make it uh, uh, as they present it to you. All right, where am I going? I could go to the left, I can go. What do we have? There's nothing going to the right. Um, there's a, an indicator here, it tells me. I can walk, I don't wanna go that way to the right. Um, if I go to the right, I'll end up on the highway. I'll just going straight on further deep down in the woods. There's an old-fashioned grandma bike here, a, a green bike. 
parked here is probably someone else who's walking and came here by bike. Now, if I click on the analysis, it, yeah, it doesn't give me the countries. So what I hope is that it will correct the, uh, the Myanmar problem <laughs> and that we'll get more views in, in the US, in North America, Canada, and in Europe. But that's, I think, where uh, this particular uh, production may find the most, uh, let's say, the, the most interested audience. Um, so that was another thing that probably I wouldn't have had time for. Another thing is I, I wrote a press release, which has been a while. I used to, to work uh, in the field of journalism for a while and uh, often had to write uh, press releases. So, it, and, and I just had forgotten how, how difficult it is to write a real catchy press release that people want to click on. Not to mention that in order to get the press release to the press, you need to have a, a, a list of, of contacts. And uh, who am I going to send this press release to? <laughs> to Disney? <laughs> no. To uh, Star Wars fans? Not really. Catholic news sources? I tried a few. But that it's really hard to find a... a, a to, to, to pull this off, to do uh, to this sort of kind of press promotion. And then uh, ultimately, <laughs> just one newspaper from the Netherlands calling me up and inquiring about it. And I didn't even send them a real press release. I just uh, put a tweet out with a link to the press release on the website of Tridio. And they, they called me because of that. So it, it, it helped me discover a very weak point of what we do, and this is different from the kind of communication that we do, or that we're, I think we're good at on, on social media, which is more community uh, communication, but this is more marketing. It's promotions, getting the word out. And so I really need to find help with this. I, I, for instance, just writing press releases takes a lot of time. This took me about a morning to get everything ready. And I'm, I'm experienced. <laughs> And despite that, it took me uh, a couple of hours, and then I didn't even have the time to send it out. So if, if you're listening to this and uh, that's your, your thing, you know, PR, marketing, and you'd have some time to spare, uh, you could give us some advice or help out in a material way, then by all means, get in touch with me because I can use the help and I've never really been a salesperson. <laughs> it's one of the things that I sometimes envy when I see guys like uh, Cliff uh, Ravenscraft. And, you know, he's a, like a born salesman. He knows how to pitch his stuff and does it in a, in a very uh, non-obtrusive way. Where he knows, uh, He's got a way to combine his talent for building community with, uh, with his talents for marketing. Wow, I'm just looking at this beautiful forest here in front of me and on the right there is this one tree that is red and all the other trees are green and dark and kind of bluish green and this one red leafed tree just, just looks like an explosion in the middle of the forest it's gorgeous and the sun is hitting that red those red uh, the red foliage foliage unbelievably beautiful this is one of these moments that are so hard to catch in a photo. It's always disappointing when you take pictures with your phone and then you get back home. It's like, wow, I, why is this? Why did I take this photo? And then you, you forget that you saw this in 3D uh, and, and the light and your field of vision is much bigger. I'm still going to take a picture of this. Yeah, even on my, on my screen, it doesn't look like anything. It doesn't look as beautiful as I'm currently looking at. Perhaps if I make a close-up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's much better. Just get real close. Even that is hard. Why is my screen so unresponsive? It's almost as if the older the phone gets, the less the less responsive it is. I'm trying to catch the light on the on the leaves and then to get the contrast with the blue sky. So hard. Perhaps like this, 
Sorry to bother you with this. <laughs> Just one of those, I'm, I'm multitasking too much. Just gonna take a few photos and see if I, what I can do. Oh, this is actually quite nice if I do it like this. Let's get, uh, catch a little bit of the sun. Oh, sharpness. A little less of the sun. I always take a few, a few different versions. Sometimes I try to get the, the bright sunlight straight into the lens because that can create an interesting effect. Sometimes I try to move the camera in such a way that it is partially uh, shielded by the, by the leaves. Oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. And I, I know I should, just I should just stop and look at this uh, instead of just trying to take photos of everything. <laughs> Well, that's that's the cameraman in me, you know. I just want to. Oh wow, it's it's gorgeous. Now I, it's on moments like this that I would like to have a video camera with a with a good zoom lens. <laughs> Take one more picture. This is so gorgeous. Oh wow. Okay, just this is what I've been doing it when I, while while I was walking the Camino in Spain as well. Like every five meters, I would stop and take photos. <laughs> Oh well. Um, so uh, yeah, well that 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 was the whole marketing uh, aspect of it. So, uh, still another. What probably will need uh, a bit more focus in the next couple of months, especially now that we're ramping up our productions. It would be a good thing to uh, to get some help. And in order to get help, well, we need either volunteers or we need to find more resources because currently <laughs> with uh, what we're making and what we're in investing money-wise and uh, what we're getting in terms of uh, the paid productions that we make for the Dutch television and the donations that are coming in this is about the maximum that we can do it's always good to have to know why where you want to expand and what you want to what's going to be the next important pillar on which to build the future. That's, that's what I always like about this entire process. It's the um, ambition, it's like daring to dream, but also to be realistic and to, to know which things to do first. And to have patience in a certain way. Uh, I've had to say goodbye to a lot of my uh, impulsive ideas that have not led to the results that I wanted in the past. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll just move forward on this uh, on this road. I'm very encouraged by the feedback that we got on on the first video. And it's just the first one. We're going to make so many more productions. And uh, it's also about, it's not just about the results. That's another thing that I keep telling myself. It's not just about the instant gratification of extra likes or more people following Tridio or, or commenting. This is also about the process itself and the fun that I have and the, the energy that I get from pursuing the topics uh, that I love and doing the work that I love instead of just doing work for other people or parties like the TV company or we do some work for uh, some charitable organizations, and that too is, is good work, but it's not my dream to do just that. And so being able to tell these, these bigger stories about Star Wars, about fairy tales, what else is coming up? China, we're gonna do, I'm finally gonna uh, make a, an episode about my tr the trip with my mom to China, which is an amazing, journey into my past into China we go to places where normally uh, tourists won't won't go and we also go to the touristy places so that's that's coming up uh, golly it's, it's going to be a, a, a great great year um, and fun to finally get to these things all right if I follow the road to the left I'll get to um, the highway I think I'm just going to the right here I'm walking back in the direction of the city of Amersfoort it's uh, it's lovely to be walking here I I don't know if uh, 
my story is very coherent or interesting. But I am enjoying walking here and having something to do in the meantime. <laughs> Sorry for wasting your time if I do. Um, is there anything else I wanted to share? Not really. I think uh, next week uh, Martin is coming back from Lourdes. He was in Lourdes with a pilgr big pilgrimage of my diocese. And uh, that's always... I mean, I'm I'm glad that sometimes we are able to take these these weeks off. Uh, Martin is going to be very helpful in the next couple of weeks to get together the practical aspects of the planning. Um, we have to do some traveling soon. Um, there there are a lot of projects that are now uh, going to be produced con concurrently, um, and you need a good planner for for that. And uh, I think he can do that. Uh, also, next week is going to be uh, an important meeting with uh, the auxiliary bishop of my, or one of the two auxiliary bishops that we have, and he's going to tell us what the diocese has decided when it comes to our parish. Our pastor is leaving on June 10. Oh, I totally forgot something else that's happening around that time. That's something I wanted to share with you. I got a call uh, the other day with someone who is working to prepare uh, World Youth Day in Panama in, uh, in the winter of 2019, which actually is going to be in the beginning of 2019. And he asked me to uh, come along on a, an exploratory trip to Panama in the month of June, beginning of June, and to follow uh, their journey through that country. Um, there was a big meeting of uh, all World Youth Day organizers in Panama itself, Panama City. So that is going to be all log logistics, not very interesting for me. But then I may be able to travel uh, to Panama a little bit later in order to um, follow them on their uh, explorations of the country. What they're going to do is to prepare the, uh, the week in the diocese, um, the pilgrims they go to World Youth Day, always spend a couple of days or sometimes even a week or two weeks in the country that they're visiting or one of the neighboring countries, uh, getting to know the local church and getting to know the country and the culture. And uh, they are going to scout several places and projects that those Dutch pilgrims may visit. So, um, and they asked me if I wanted to come along, film that and uh, I talked to with my editor over at uh, the TV station, and he is, uh, he's willing to uh, let me film an episode of my TV show there. So that, it, it's still kind of pending because there is no money for the trip. There's no money for uh, my stay there. I really didn't have the time. This was not scheduled. This is something extra. But it is only going to be about a week. And... Uh, and it's, it's something that I think is important to get the word out about World Youth Day. And I've, I've never been to that part of the world. I've only been to Brazil, um, Panama, I've never been there. So I'm, that may also be something that uh, I'll be able to share with you. Because if I, if I film there for the Netherlands, well, why not film also for, uh, for Tridio and uh, create uh, a South American production? Why not? <laughs> Should brush up on my, on my Spanish though, a little bit. All right, that's it for this episode of uh, the walk. Thank you for walking along with me. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you if you are a supporter over on Patreon, and if you are, thank you. If you aren't, check it out. Uh, you'll get uh, a full documentary every month as a thank you for your support. And uh, keep an eye on Tridio.com and subscribe. If you haven't done so already, make sure you are subscribed to our Tridio Media channel on YouTube. It really helps, and Facebook as well. But mostly YouTube. The more people we have watching those videos, the better it's going to be to spread the word. I, really, what we're doing is, is mostly counting on the strength of the community to uh, increase our organic reach. There's only so much that you can do with 
advertisements. Plus, we don't really have the budget. I, I got 10 bucks per video max that we can spend on that. So uh, your help on YouTube would be very much uh, appreciated. All right. Have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Take care. God bless.